I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey everyone, welcome to My Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James and a little powwow today. Chris asked, how do I get over my fear of investment? And I love this question because it can just lead in so many different places, okay? Now, going through, you know, my mid-20s, starting a business, you know, all the drama of doing all that. I had a lot of fear in my life and I was really in this, you know, mindset of, you know, overcoming my own personal fears and I came up with the acronym. Well, I didn't come up with it. I found the acronym and fear stands for false evidence appearing real. So, often, you know, as a child, we might fear. I saw a meme the other day, you're laying in bed as a child and it's uh, 2am and I need to go to the toilet. Do I hold in the wee? Or do I risk getting captured by the monster in the hallway? I'll just hold in the way and go back to bed. Uh, So, because that fear, it's false evidence appearing real. We've got some false evidence that there is a boogeyman in the hallway and it's appearing real. It's dark. It's quiet. I heard a creak. So, that basically is an example of fear. Now, when we go back to understanding my fear of investment, we really need to understand what is an investment, okay? Now, I could have a friend who started a company. So, Nath in our studio here, I'll pick on him as an example. He starts a company called Nathan's Investments. And he says, Glenn, do you want to buy 20% of my company? So, I say, okay, Nath, um, I'll you know buy in and own 20% of your company. So, basically, he runs the business and what he does is he edits podcasts, he edits videos, he's editing this video, and then he pays himself a wage out of that business. He might pay for some editing software. And then at the end of the year, there could be a, a $10,000 bit of profit. Now, because I own 20% of that business, I've invested in that, I would get 20% of that $10,000 profit as an owner in that company. So, I would get $2,000 because I've invested money. Now, the thing with the investment, it's all about risk and return. Now, that could be seen as a very high risk investment on my behalf because if Nathan hasn't ever run a business before, I don't know if he can go and generate an income. I don't know if he can actually, you know, make a profit. So, that's a very high risk of me to invest and I may have put some money in to start with. Uh, So, it's a very high risk because I don't know if he can return for the money that I've 
put in because I might have invested. Uh, he might have needed $100,000 worth of equipment. So I've gone, yep, well, the, we'll just call the company's worth $100,000. I'll put my $20,000 in and then I can get a return back from that. So what we need to understand is with our share portfolios and investing is just understanding what we're investing in because the more information we get and the more that we understand, the more information that we can get, which means we're making false evidence be removed. So the false evidence is I don't invest in the stock market because it's gambling. So people say that all the time. I've heard it countless times from different people. That's because people have heard stories of they lost all their money in shares. It's just like going to the casino. I'm not doing it. So you've got some false evidence. And if your parents or your family or your friends are telling you that, that's appearing real because they're a credible person. They're in your face. They are a real person. And what they're telling you is giving you fear. If we say investing in the share market is, you know, it's scary and I might have some fear from that. Let's have a look at what the share market is. So if we use the same analogy of Nath editing company, he can actually take that to the Australian Stock Exchange and say, hey, I want to put Nath's editing business on the stock exchange to let anyone in the public buy in and trade shares because I've got a good business. He could do that tomorrow. There's some checks and balances. That would still be a risky business just because it's on the ASX. It doesn't mean it's secure. But on the other end of the spectrum, if we look at Woolworths, for example, or Coles, a listed company that anyone in the public can buy into and own a piece of that company. And if they sell groceries, pay staff, and then do that at a profit, because all businesses is buying something or creating something and selling it for more than what it costs you to produce, which gives you the profit, okay? So, we can buy into Woolworths, Woolworths buy the groceries at a cheaper wholesale cost, they pay some rent at the shopping center, they pay staff to service and do all the work in the stores and they turn a profit, okay? Now, that to me, based on the long track record of Woolworths, based on the long track record that they won't struggle getting customers because they're in every bloody shopping center and they're one of the big supermarkets in Australia, I believe that's a very low risk investment over the long term. Compared to Nathan, startup business, no track record of running a business, don't know how he can get customers. That's So, if I put 20% in Nathan's business or 20% in Woolworths, which would be a bloody big investment, I know what a safer investment is. So, that's kind of number one, just really understanding how investments work. And people will say, oh, I don't want to get started investing because I'm scared. Well, if you've got a job, you're already an investor because you're likely to have a superannuation account. And inside your superannuation account, there is investments. Now, they, they can be some high risk options. And the best thing that Chris could do would be to call his super fund and actually ask them, hey, what am I invested in and how do I work? Generally speaking, if you've got an investment in superannuation, it might be a balanced fund. And that means 70% of the investments are invested in 
growth assets. So a heap of different shares that and businesses and property that grows over time. But your super fund just doesn't have one share in Woolworths. It would have hundreds of different companies. So the risk is lower that I put my money into the super fund investment that has hundreds of different companies within it, as opposed to just buying one Woolworth stock or one Nathan stock. So I guess my encouragement to Chris or anyone out there who is a little bit worried about how to get started with investing and how to take that fear, it's just understanding some really basic concepts to get information and you know, you can look in the My Millennial Money Facebook group and you could ask the question, hey, I'm new to investing. How do I get started or how do I get over this fear? And yeah, the first thing, Chris, call your super fund and ask them what you're invested in and how it works. And I think that will go a long way and it won't cost you. Otherwise, you can keep plugged into a podcast like this just to be encouraged, just to understand. And I would say you would not invest in anything that you generally don't understand. So thanks so much, Chris. And thank you everyone for listening today. I will see you soon. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 